Carrier Tommy about to go off. Kicking off the Carrier and Tommy podcast where fun is always on the menu. And speaking of menus, Liquorland adds the perfect touch to any meal or gathering. Find your favourite tipple for any occasion. Click and collect in just 30 minutes. Cheers, Liquorland. Choose to drink wise. How are we, guys? Not just an ordinary Friday. Not just an ordinary Friday, no. Go, Charlie. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Tommy. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) No, I got confused because you started singing Go, Charlie. It's your birthday. Confused me for a second there, too. Isn't that it? My name's Tommy. Charlie. Oh, no, but sorry. Just the the song. What song? Go, Shorty. Oh, that's right. We've had this conversation. Shorty, it's your birthday. I always thought it was Charlie. Anyway, let's not get distracted from the fact that it's your birthday. Thank you. Still turns up to work. Not bad. <laughs> very, very uh, good. What? <laughs> I can't speak. What have no, you got planned what, for the big you day? Su- you can't speak. Apparently, I'm Charlie. It's all very confusing <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> um, um, have you got any because... goals set for the year? Uh, for the year? <laughs> That question's really changed from what have you got planned for your big day (laughs) to what goals have you got set for the year? What a birthday question. Hey, happy birthday. What goals? Talk to us. Plan out your next year day by day. No, but when another year ticks round, it makes you reflect on your life and then you start thinking about what you want and what goals do you think about? Harry, I think you're getting New Year's confused with birthdays. (laughs) I don't have any birthday resolutions. (laughs) Just to get pissed. <laughs> That's yours. <laughs> um, because it is your birthday, we thought yeah. you could pig this week's. Charlie's booty drop. What would Charlie's you like? <laughs> no, it's not my birthday. What? It was Big Mo's booty drop, and you said Charlie's booty drop. No, but it's Charlie's oh. today. <laughs> this is really up to what? My, my plans for the year is just to put a radio show together. Good luck. <laughs> We're starting with rubble today. Um, what what build a wall. song would you like? Because I had um, a song picked yes. originally. Oh. Um, yes. Do we I'll have go... in there Cyril Stumbling In? Can you find that? This is what I was going to play today to get everybody up and about. Have a listen. Our love is alive. Oh, I have a great song. So we begin. But since it's your birthday, what would you like? And it better be good. Still, you still played a bit of yours. Um, <laughs> I did. We play, can we play Central C, Doja? Oh, I think we can. Let's get it on for you, Mr. T. Little. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
Carrie and Tommy. Cyril stumbling in for <laughs> Bickmore's yeah, booty drop. It's not um, yeah, Doja. What do you want? Central C, Doja, Central which C. I said so confidently, yep, yeah, we'll get it on. And then stumbling, him and was, stumbling in was played. And then I was told there was absolutely no way we could get that song on for Tommy because it has words mm-hmm. in it that can't be played on air. Mm-hmm. So you didn't get your birthday wish, but nope. you got stumbling in. I <laughs> what a tune. Into it. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Now. Same, same, but backwards. I tell you what, you were away last week. Yeah. And mm. I hosted the show live from the MCG with Fifi Box, yes, the Taylor did. concert. Yeah. And I whipped her ass. Did I you? I'd like to point out. Did you? You should go away more often. <laughs> I think you're whipping my ass. Uh, two zip. Yeah. It's early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still yet to get on the board. You'll get on the board. In time. You usually Keep save trying. at the end of the year, remember. That's right. I'm a big occasion player. Yeah. And I am not feeling it today. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, like, I don't want to preempt what's going to happen, but I feel another ass whipping. Have you tucked your hands into your vest that you're wearing? <laughs> I think that might be the cutest I've ever seen you look. You just, you just aged like 20 years. Oh, it's cold. Are you cold? It's Here. freezing in the uh, studio. Have, have my jumper. No, yeah. it's freezing. Really? Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll help with your look. No, it's so want, delicious. Want, Put it on. No, it feels so is good. Is this what winning feels like? It feels so good. Put it that does around feel you. Pretty good. Oh, nestle into that. Oh, yeah. isn't it good? You're going to go to sleep now, are you? Um, it's like having a little ruggy, a, <laughs> a little feels, blanket. Daddy feels like a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, granddaddy feels like a nap in what the kid I'm in at the moment. Here's your first song. Oh, Tommy. Tommy. Shaggy, oh, Mr. Yeah. Bombastic. Bombastic. Yeah. jumper. <laughs> Hang on. Shaggy, just want to have one more go at that. Yeah. Can you just give it a bit at the front? Okay, what about this? <laughs> Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> song number two. Tommy. Oh, that was Tommy. Sure. It was Carrie. Tommy. It was Carrie. It's Sam Smith Unholy. Edit that. Daddy's getting hot. (laughs) Not in that. The body shop. (laughs) (laughs) Two zip. Daddy's getting hot. (laughs) At the body shop. (laughs) Two zip. This is for the win. Is the body shop still around? There's lots of them still around. I Mm. think they're massage parlours now. (laughs) Mm. Are they? Are they? Aren't most massage? Uh, Anyway. Sorry? (laughs) No, no, the one, what, what's your thought? The body what's shops that thought? are in. I thought the body <laughs> shop was like centers. a soap shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that body shop. I thought you meant the one that they were referencing. All right, song number three. It is two zip. Tommy for the win. Harry, <laughs> Daft Punk, one more time. All right, stop the dancing. Two Stop one. The dancing. Still Tommy for the win. Song number four. Harry. Oh. oh no, Scr- no scrubs. Destiny's child. Ooh. Oh. No, it's. I pre- I'm pretty sure it's Joey, but I'd like to hear it again before I answer. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No. Okay, this has been going on for a long time. Count him out. Tommy, what is Tommy, it? Anyway? Don't tell Harry me. just don't cheated tell the other week. Don't Three, yeah, no. two, TLC, no scrubs. Oh, he's so cheated. Hang on, but sorry, the reason I got confused, isn't that what you said? No, I said Destiny's Child. Don't play this so I can see the look on your face. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, is that what you said? Oh. Wait. 
Carrie and Tommy. Around Australia, if you drive home the Savo, it's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. Bickers, mm-hmm. are you a fan of a dad joke? Um, yeah, I think I'm daggy enough that sometimes I make jokes that are a bit dad jokish. Have you ever heard dad jokes from people who aren't dads? No. Oh, let's give that a crack. Dad jokes reworked by not a dad. He thinks. I'm not sure, really. Are so, you going to give them to us? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the dad joke first. I got a list of dad jokes. Do and you ever think you could be a dad? No. Nah. How certain are you? Pretty certain. Like certain, certain, certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use protection, everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Papa wears a raincoat, you can too. <laughs> Hang on, not Papa. You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> put your ponchos on, boys. Um, so I'm going to give you the dad joke mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to give you my version of it. Mm-hmm. It's slightly different. So the first dad joke. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. <laughs> it's really got Gary. Um, would you like my reworked version? It's hard oh, to top that. That's really done quite I don't well. know if I need a reworked version. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out I was just getting fatter. <laughs> okay. No, because it's about the item, the refrigerator versus the dryer. Yeah, I get it, but I was that's just getting fatter because my clothes weren't shrinking, but I was getting fatter. Yeah, I know, but that's what's happening with the refrigerator. Number two. <laughs> what did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> I think you're hard up against it here, actually. (laughs) I shouldn't be telling him to a (laughs) mum. Give us your version. What did the ocean ocean say to the beach? What's up, beach? (laughs) That's funny. Is it? That's funny. (laughs) I think you should lean into it a bit more. What's what's up, beach? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't like your first one. It gives you feedback on your second. It's going real well. Um, where do boats go when they're, sorry, number three, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is a dad joke. Where do boats go when they're sick? Don't try and guess the answer, just say where. <laughs> <laughs> to the boat dock. Uh, Would you like my version? Yeah, I didn't like that one. Where do the boats go when they're fully sick? <laughs> Mykonos! <laughs> <laughs> That's so much better. <laughs> Should we pull the pin there? No. Does this no, mean you're me ready to more. become a dad? Give me one more. I don't think so. <laughs> give me um, one more. I like him. Oh. <laughs> are you sifting through the ones that you're not proud of? Yeah, the ones I'm not sure. Give me the one that you think are <laughs> not one, good. The ones I'm not sure. You've got dad jokes and... <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you the family-friendly version yep. and okay. then we can cut the one that I probably mm-hmm. won't mm-hmm. go to wear. Mm-hmm. The drunk uncle version. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, dad joke. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the edit. I only know 24 letters of the alphabet. The other two aren't easy. E and Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the other. I don't get I don't understand it. easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if it's are easy. You're right. That's you what should have got that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wouldn't be a dad. <laughs> Carrie and Tommy Around the country for your Friday Arvo It's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little Carrie and Tommy are gonna go And put on a show At Adelaide Fridge Yes, yes we are live from the garden at Adelaide
presented by the Garden of Unearthly Delights, the heart of Adelaide Fringe. Garden comes alive at this time of year. There's a lot yes. of funny people doing a lot of funny things, including yourself, Mr. Tommy Little. Absolutely. Come down and see my show if you haven't already, or even better, Bickers. Come and see us live. It is a money can't buy experience, and uh, we want to see you there. All you have to do is tell us a joke that maybe makes us cringe a little. Crystal, how does that sound? Sounds pretty good. Are you prepped and ready to go with your joke? I am. Okay. Far away. Is your refrigerator running? Why? Is your refrigerator... Don't say why. Oh, no. I think you have to say... Um, yes or no. Yes. I think you have to say yes. Yes. Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, did, it, did, it did it for me because... It did it, it for me too, cringe. Crystal. You're coming to friends. Yay. <laughs> hey, Crystal, just before we let you go, um, can you give us the version? Uh, can you... <laughs> answer if Carrie says why <laughs> what do you say back because it's heading down the street and you better get running <laughs> <laughs> good on you crystal we'll see, see you there. next week crystal <laughs> Carrie and Tommy Carrie and Tommy Your Friday Arvo it's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little my ideas are golden they're diamonds in the rough if they give me a chance they'll see I am Pitch don't kill my vibe. Producer. Pitch don't kill my vibe. Producer. Pitch don't kill my vibe. Producer. It is the scraps of the week brought to you by the wonderful people um, who, because you refer to as the hamsters, that you will speak to on the phone. I've called them other names, but never the hamsters. Scumbags. (laughs) Our producers, the the wonderful people you'll speak to if you call 131060 about anything. There was a word starting with C that you called me earlier, Carrie. That's That's true. true. A champion. (laughs) Cool. Champion. (laughs) I got champed and I didn't like it. You did champ. Oh, 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 Um, but there are stuff that you pitch us all week and we either ignore or say no thank you to. um, Ignore or say no thank you. (laughs) Most commonly ignore. (laughs) What have you got that we missed out this week that you think would have made good content? I had a very um, important, some would say life or death PSA in Monday's uh, prep sheet. That sounds And I found out through TikTok the actual meaning of turn halfway through cooking. What? What do you think when you put something in the oven and the instructions say turn halfway through cooking? What do you Normally do? Normally it's a steak and you turn it halfway. Oh, turn halfway through cooking, you just rotate it. I'll help the, you out. Like potato gems. Thought, flip, I would have thought flip over. Thanks, mate. Good do you call. mean the item or the yeah, No, tray? that's it. Apparently, I've Googled it, the correct definition of um, turning halfway through cooking is turning the tray 180 degrees. A- You're not actually not. supposed to That's flip what I would have done. the potato gems. Yeah. Absolutely the not. Otherwise they end up... <laughs> but what if it's runny, what you've got in there? You can't flip it. Flip no, the but item. they always ask you to flip, like turn halfway through cooking things that need crisping on both sides. Yeah, like if you so were doing a roast. So potato gems, it would even let's just keep on the example that yes. we've got. Yep. Like the underside on the tray will be soggy and the top side will be burnt. Yeah. What if you've got like potato scallops though? Oh, we're well, not putting don't... that in the oven, are we? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, wait, what's it? Oh, like the no. cheesy, oh, milky, creamy cake? stuff. You wouldn't flip it. You'd turn the tray but, so the other side got a bit of love. But I don't mm. think that ever says turn halfway through, does it? I don't know. Because it isn't, isn't it just heated from the top? I don't understand why turning the tray around would help. No, I don't I know. I think there's more heat example. from the back than the front of the oven. So once you turn the tray no, around. Don't you? 
Yeah, okay. Do you mean, should I, we well, buy I, some? I'll do some practice over the weekend. I happen to have some frozen stuff at home. <laughs> In the words of Bickers, to this um, method of cooking, I would say, nah, champ. <laughs> it's okay. not the word I used, but good. That's all right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> what have you got for us, producer Georgia? All right, mine's more of like maybe it's not content to you guys, but it's content in my personal life, and I really need your help. Okay. Um, I really need the gym at work, or even actually not even the gym at work in the studio, a uh-huh. stairmaster. You just but want I a need, stairmaster. I need in a stairmaster, but mm-hmm. I, it it might come as a shock. But when I reach out and say Georgia needs a stairmaster, doesn't have the same pull as Miss Carrie Bigmore needs a stairmaster. I don't think even if I, I said and Tommy, of course, no, he's not getting a stairmaster. <laughs> If I no. said even I wanted I a stairmaster in here, I don't think I'm getting a stairmaster in the studio. Oh, right? we can get you one if you want one. I reckon, yeah. But also, why oh. don't you, Jay? Well, then Jay, I need a stairmaster the... in the studio. Thank you. Well, you can I, use it, Jay. I've been reading what? a book and one of my friends actually has, well, this is what she's telling me, she's only doing the stairmaster and she's dropped like 10 kilos. So is it the same idea as the standing desk or the people on the treadmills that have their yeah. desk in front so you're always moving while you're working? Yeah, people or like. on the treadmills that have their desk in front. <laughs> you know those <laughs> treadmill yeah. desks? Mm. I wouldn't even. Take one of those. You get spelling have you in ever email. seen that? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a treadmill desk. They became huge in, in lockdown. Office? People would be on their treadmills and they'd have a desk in front so they'd do meetings and Zooms oh, while they were running. in an office. This is Jay in the office. Jay, we've got a we've got a perfectly good fire escape. Why don't you just duck out <laughs> in songs and oh, run a few? No, because she's producing. Yeah, who do you just take all these calls? great callers across, mate? Did but you are you going to do calls while you're Champ? on the stage? Yeah. You'd be like going, hi, guys. Hi. I'm way fitter than that. There's, there's no <laughs> deep, deep breaths like that. I'm way fitter than that. Are you? Are you fit? Um, what do you <laughs> She pulled out so quick. Did you guys know that the you stairwell? You are fit. You are fit. You're doing Pilates. Yes, but it's not cardio-based. Okay. See? I will work on it. The stairwell at work has how many calories you burn per flight of stairs written on them. Does it? Does it? So would a stairmaster, though. <laughs> Is that all you guys have got for us? Well, think oh, about well it. soon they'll have you a stairmaster really for you too. <laughs> no, I said I'll get you one. Well, oh, okay, I'll great. Just tell them I want it, and you can use it. Oh, well, that was way easier than what I thought. <laughs> what were you thinking you'd have to do? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you'd just say no. <laughs> I never say no to anything. Can I just have some potato gems? <laughs> you've, got, you've already got some, don't you? Give oh, me a yeah, scallop. Carrie <laughs> and Tommy. Because um, there are two men out there in the world who I really think uh, are after your heart. Oh, who? Yes. Tell me. I mean, I'm sure there's many more. Yeah, I was going to say, but, um, you've limited it two. to two. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Paul Gascoigne and, um, and Gary Lineker? They, uh, I know Paul Gascoigne. England... He's a player of some sort, isn't he? He's a former oh. player for the English uh, national team football soccer, isn't it? I Ooh. actually knew that. How, How do you is know that? that? I don't know. I think maybe from my news reading days. Is he famous for doing something? I reckon it's because these are your people. Oh. Yeah, they're your people. <laughs> oh, let me um, guess. They've been so, toking on something. Well, they haven't. Okay, you're giving it's good yourself to see, away. They're yeah. probably after your heart as well. This list of men is growing. Okay. Um, Gary uh, mm-hmm. actually made history um, on live television in the first round of the 1990 World Cup against Ireland. Do you know what he did? Um, he fell over. No, you know, he, well, he, he said the C of, word. He, he, I love um, your guesses so much. I'm trying to think of things, oh, I've, all done things that that I've done. <laughs> and the list of men grows. <laughs> Okay. No, he'd had a dodgy tummy all day and then um, he'd slid in to do a slide tackle and um, he happened to relax his bowels at the same time. How's that got to do with me? He said he did his dax with the consistency of a shepherd's pie deposit. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why is that a man after my own heart? Because let's get back to Paul Gascoigne, the one who you said yourself. What's the gas dog done? The gas dog. (laughs) Gas dog. 
So they used to have communal baths after their games. Did baths you know or showers? Baths. That's so, oh, I know what you're going to say. Because you, you have in the baths. No, I didn't. No? No. no. Again, I don't know why that would be something that would relate to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you have communal baths. You have talked about it With before. With my friend, yes. Friend and, and two dogs. And with the kids. No, no, the dogs aren't yes. in the bath. They just watch. Oh, the dogs watch. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it weird. And um, no, what Paul used to do for a bit of a laugh is he would um, drop a turd in the bath. Oh, and watch my it God. Evacuate. <laughs> very that is quickly. disgusting. After he would poo heart. in the bath with a group the of communal, people in it the and then watch bath, them yes. all freak out and get out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, just, that's actually rank. But, but if you were in the bath, mm. you wouldn't get out. Though, no, right? I would get out if Paul did it. I just said I wouldn't get out when you did it. And the oh, yes, but we weren't in a bath. I said, if you're in a big, enormous pool. communal pool and I was down one end and you were in the other, would would everyone quickly get out or would you be fine? It was like so much water between us. Yeah, I was Not a bath. Out, <laughs> Not I was a also bath. already out. Also, when are you pulling in a pool? You're a grown adult. Don't make this me. Tommy's here today. Tommy's here today. <laughs> But then I did, I did read the whole article, Bickers, and there was um, one thing that did pique my interest about this because they said, yeah, Paul had a great sense of humour. He used to do it all the time and just watch people flee out of this bath. It was very funny stuff. Um, except then it goes on to say that these stories all came out on Joe Lysett's um, new uh, podcast, of which there will only be one episode called The Turdcast. <laughs> And it is um, raising awareness for the sewerage system in the UK and how it needs work done on it. Oh, and my all God. The, and all the stories are fake. So the only difference between you and oh. Paul is that Paul's story is not true. <laughs> oh, but now when I think of Paul Gascoigne, I'm absolutely going to think of turds in a bath. So that yes. was a bad move by him. Well, unlike peas in a pot, it's a, a poo and a wee. Carrie oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy. That is where you're at for your Friday afternoon. But coming up soon, guys, this is interesting. Yes, because I, I, this is a guest that has really piqued my interest. I didn't know the name um, before I had heard who was coming on the show. And the truth is, it's not even this man's uh, real name. It is a pseudonym. <gasps> and that is because he is a former French spy. <gasps> And we get to ask him all the questions that you always would want to ask a spy. And we do that next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Driving you home this afternoon, it's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. And it's time for this. I want to know. The big question is. I've always wondered. Would you like to know? I want to know. Carrie, Tommy, I've been wondering and they would like to ask. Please to tell me. Want to know. Like to know. Want to know. Some of you see. That's what I want to know. Carrie and Tommy. That's what I want to know. Because I love this segment because we get to chat to people who um, might not be known to the uh, wider general public but have fascinating lives and we, we want to know more about They're this always video. the lives that you wish you knew someone to pepper them with questions. Yes. But they're rare. They're the like unicorns. man I'm about to introduce to you uh, is an author. His newest book release is called Dark Arena. Um, but his his history to get to this point is absolutely fascinating. He was part of the French Air Force as a teenager. He became a fighter pilot. He then moved on um, to be part of the DGSE, which I didn't know, but it's the equivalent to um, the British MI6 or the American CIA, and he worked as a spy for some time before, once again, um, penning uh, these great books. And he joins us now. Books too. Uh, It is Jack Beaumont. G'day, Jack. 
G'day. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We, we don't really know where to start, so I, I guess we'll start kind of in the early days. Can you, can you tell us what led you to join the French Air Force? Well, I always, uh, always wanted to, uh, to become a fighter pilot uh, since, I was a, since I was a kid. Yeah. So I did, I did um, mathematics and physics engineering um, uh, quite young, and then I joined the uh, the Air Force and I became uh, a fighter pilot. I did my first uh, first war mission at 21. Wow. <laughs> where was where was your first war mission? It was in Bosnia. Okay. And and I always hear from um, I was going to say from people that's not true. It's mainly from movies and TV shows I watch that the reality of um, people who go to an active war zone um, compared to what they thought it was going to be like in, in your case when you said, you know, it was something you always grew up wanting to do. It seems to be starkly different. Was that the case with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you grew up, you know, with movies like The Right Stuff or, of course, of course, Top Gun uh, yeah. a bit later on and, and, and you become a fighter pilot and it's very nice to have a, a flight suit with, a, with a, lots of patches on it to go in nightclubs, but then... <laughs> Then, then one day, one day, someone tells you, uh, actually, uh, you're taking off Monday morning to go on a war zone, and wow. and it's 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 not what you uh, had imagined, and it's it's in a way it's very interesting because that's where you really discover yourself. You know, you uh, you can't anticipate the uh, the kind of reaction you're gonna have. Is it like the movies? Like, what's the day in the life of a spy like? Can you take us back to? And obviously, I'm assuming you can't tell us the details of the actual. Uh, uh, scenario you were in, but can you paint the picture of of a scenario that you might have been in and what your job was? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, first, first, uh, you you uh, you replace for the French services at least you replace the Aston Martin by a Peugeot. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, except from that, I mean, it's it, that's what I try to describe in my books. Uh, whether it's the Frenchman or Dark Arena, is actually ninety percent of us are married with kids, so. Uh, the, the, the daily life of a spy is, uh, you know, leaving your house in the morning, uh, before leaving the house, make, looking in the street if, uh, if there is something weird like people waiting or a van or something which could be there for you. Then you leave your house, then you do an itinerary of security to make sure you're not followed. Uh, and, when you, and then you virtually become someone else. And uh, this someone else has a daily mission or a few days mission or a few weeks mission. Uh, from the moment you become this someone else, you go in a safe house uh, where you drop your real life in a, in a cupboard and uh, pick up your false life with a false IDs, another watch, another other, you know, jacket, uh, other clothes and everything. And, uh, and then you uh, leave this building by another exit and where you, so you, really became someone else and then you you do you go and do what you have to do um and of course zero absolutely zero contact with the family because um this someone else is not meant to know your wife and kids um so it would be the worst mistake to do to try to contact your family because the guys you're working against for sure are going to try to identify your real name so that's why we have false names and false ids it's not just to you know, be uh, James Bond in the in the lobby of a five star hotel is it's is really to protect the family and to protect our real identities. And, Has and, your and, family ever been at risk? Has there been a moment where you fear for um, your family's life? It's it, the, the difference with uh, when you are a fighter pilot or special forces is when you finish your mission and you come back, you can have a weekend, you can have holidays, and you know that the bad guys you you have been mm-hmm. fighting they're not going to come. You know, after you over the weekend or the holidays, but when you're a spy. 
everyone is an enemy. Uh, so it's eight years of war mission nonstop. So I don't know. Um, I had some guys in my teams uh, who had really bad surprises uh, when they came back home uh, with their wife and daughter on, on their knees in the living room uh, with uh, five guys with baklavas uh, with guns and the guns on the heads of the wife and the daughter. Um, so you, you never know. You never know when your when your your real identity is is burned or not. So everyone is a potential enemy each time. You come back from a mission and your wife tells you that, you know, she met this very nice mother at, at school because uh, her kids in, in the same classroom as our kids. Um, immediately, you, you are so paranoid of everything that, you know, immediately you ask all those questions. How did you meet her? Did she ask any question about me? Have you seen her car? Have you seen the ID plate of the car? Did oh she come God. to our place? Have you been to her place? Have you seen the husband? Got to be uh, exhausting living with you, Jack. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack, this is absolutely fascinating. We have so many more questions if you can stick around. We'll do more with former French spy Jack Beaumont up next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy for your Friday Arbo, and we are still joined by author and former French spy Jack Beaumont. Yeah, Jack Beaumont is the pseudonym of a former operative in the clandestine operations branch of the French Foreign Secret Service, the DGSE. It's the type of stuff that you only really get exposed to in the movies normally. Jack, why? It sounds just so stressful for me to hear, and it sounds like it must put a strain on any relationship. Why do you do it? Well, clearly not for money, um, because you're not uh, you're not well paid. Um, How much so, does a spy uh, get paid? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, really low. Well, keep in mind that you know French salaries are not Australian salaries, but uh, basically you are paid, you know, because of your rank in the military. So uh, imagine the salary of a of a captain or a commander, and uh, that would be the salary. So uh, to give you an idea, I did uh, I did this uh, high-risk mission once. I, at the end of the mission, it, it became really, really uh, intense. I had to sleep with a gun and block my door and everything. And when I came back, uh, because of this uh, high-risk mission for a few weeks, um, I had a special incentive on my bank account uh, for to thank me. Uh, like a, a bonus, uh, and it was a, a bit less than 200 euros. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So you don't do it for money. You do it because um, you want to do it for, I mean, to defend the people who don't even know you exist and, of course, for your country. Do you ever confuse, like quite naturally, I would imagine, if you've had 100 identities, do you ever get confused who you are on a given day and, you know, introduce yourself as Sean and then go, sorry, John, I mean, <laughs> Bill? Like, as in, how hard is it to keep up with the lies the whole time? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard. Uh, it's, um, so the best lie is, is the one who has 90% uh, of truth in it. Um, so even your false identities, you're going to make sure that uh, let's say the basics of the false identity is quite close to uh, your real life. So if you get interrogated and if you're really tired or even if you're drugged or this kind of stuff, then, then you're going to basically uh, um, you know, tell the truth in a way, um, which is close to your, to your false identity. Uh, what is really hard, of course, is all the names, um, but it, it depends it depends, uh, you know, you know who you're going to work on and, and what you have to do. So sometimes it's to approach or recruit or manipulate some human sources to access what they have in their minds, their secrets. 
and sometimes it's uh, very operational. So go and, and steal basically the secret where it is. So it can be in someone's house or in offices or in a car, in a boat, uh, you know, this kind of things. Um, and we have different ways of, of accessing those secrets. Jack, have you ever killed somebody? Uh, so that's a, that's a, a hard question for me to answer for, because if, if I tell you yes, uh, you're going to think, oh, he's a spy. He's not meant to tell me he killed someone. <laughs> so he's bullshitting. He, uh, he, he didn't kill anyone. But if I say no, you're going to think, oh, he's a spy. Of course, he's not allowed to tell me he killed someone. So of course, he's bullshitting and he's lying. <laughs> so I, I, can't, I can't win either way. But it's the, the real question is, the real question is, you have to define what you mean by killing. Uh, pulling the trigger is something. Uh, exploding the life of someone is another way of killing. Mm. Uh, and and when, when you need to access uh, someone's mind or, or some secrets which are in someone's mind, and you approach this person, and you're going to try to uh, enter this person's life being someone else, as I explained, and start manipulating this person uh, with different leverages so that you can access this intelligence, uh, what we call the MICE. I don't know if you heard about this, M-I-C-E. So uh, it's the four leverages to manipulate someone. So M is for money, uh, I is for ideology, C is for coercion, and E is for ego. So you're going to identify the mice of the person, and then you're going to start exploiting the mice that you detected. Uh, and, and you enter this person's life, and then you start to uh, manipulate this person based on the leverage you detected in the mice, uh, so that this person talks uh, and gives you the, uh, the information. But sometimes, sometimes they are good people, unfortunately. Sometimes they are bad people, of course, and it doesn't really matter. But when they are good people, sometimes are... You know, a good husband, uh, no uh, playing debt, no drug uh, addiction, no mistress, uh, heavy, happy kids, uh, happy wife, not really interested by money, not really any ideology or whatever. But we need to access uh, the intelligence in his mind. Uh, then we're going to, on purpose, destabilize uh, his life to create a mice. So we're going to blow up his life, basically, right. his marriage or kids or this kind of stuff. So that so that we finally have a leverage to access this information. And so to answer your question, uh, this is the heart of the job uh, to, uh, to obtain this intelligence in someone's mind. And unfortunately, let's say 20% of the time, uh, it's in a, in, a, in a good person's mind. So you have to, uh, you have to uh, destabilize uh, this person's life. So it's a different way of killing. Uh, but you, you, you explode the life of the person. Jack, this is absolutely fascinating. We have so many more questions if you can stick around. We'll do more with former French spy Jack Beaumont up next. Carrie and Tommy. Your Friday, Arvo. It's Carrie and Tommy, and NIB is as exciting as health insurance gets. Visit nib.com.au to find out more, guys. Speaking of exciting, if oh. you have missed um, the first half of our chat with our guest at the moment, he's a former French spy. It has been <laughs> fascinating. Make sure, bless you, make sure you catch up <laughs> um, on our uh, podcast, favourite on the listener app. We've got more with Jack Beaumont, not his real name, next. Or thanks to NIB. Carrie and Tommy.
Gary and Tommy for your Friday Arbo, and we are deep in the middle of a chat with author and former French spy Jack Beaumont. Jack was in the DGSE, which is like basically the equivalent of the CIA. He's been in active war zones and he's had over 100 different identities. Jack, I was, I was going to ask about your um, family and, and when you said you would go off and you wouldn't be able to have any contact with them. Was there any occasions where, um, you know, you said, I'll be gone a couple of days and that turned into a lot longer and they had no way of knowing when you'd be home. Yeah, it did happen uh, uh, several times. Uh, the, and then actually one day I, I, I really um, did a, a big mistake. And um, uh, so I, I was meant to be away for, for like, let's say a week. And, and uh, the mission I was in uh, actually got uh, longer. And so I thought... Uh, that I was going to ask. I had some, you know, the way we communicate on the field between us. Sometimes you have a backup team or not. But when you do, we communicate with little stickers that we put in different places because we have no phone, we have no nothing. So we we, uh, what we do what we call clandestine liaison. Uh, so we put little stickers in different places, which means different things. And normally there is no collusion. Normally we don't meet each other. And, and on that specific uh, occasion, uh, I asked, so I did put a sticker requesting a direct contact, um, and so I, I met in the um, in the basement of a bar um, in the other country, uh, the, one of my um, uh, backup team member, and uh, I said to him, I said, okay, the mission is going to last for one more week. Would you mind uh, in Paris, uh, basically at some point, inform my wife that it's going to take longer, but I'm fine. Uh, and actually, that was a big mistake because um, the way he did it, <laughs> she was she was at the market, you know, on a on a Sunday morning, you know, picking up her fruits and everything with the kids, and then you had this guy she didn't know uh, who came next to her and oh started God. started to look at at the fruits like like she was doing, you know, and without looking at her, just said he's fine, but he will it will take longer, and then he puts the fruits back and just leaves, you know. <sighs> And, and and so she was there and she thought, ah, you know, is it real? Is it not real? Is, is he uh, actually uh, really working with with my husband or is it uh, or actually my husband got caught and now they know who I am um, oh. and, and they are testing to see what my reaction is going to be. Uh, is it a friend? Is it an enemy? Is it, you know, so when I came back, she was so pissed off. <laughs> Did you, it must be hard. Yeah. must be hard, Jack too because so much of a relationship like a marriage is about you know sharing your life and sharing what's happened at work and trust and all of that it would be hard I would imagine because you wouldn't be able to share much of what was going on and you'd always be just a bit dodgy yeah and and, I mean it's it's um uh you know obviously I'm French uh, with my accent but I'm Australian as well and so I married an Australian uh girl and and um my wife's Australian, and, and so she, we met when I was a fighter pilot, and then so she went through the special forces with me and everything. And, and when I became a spy, uh, she said, look, I'm happy for you to do it, but I don't want to know anything about it. I, I, it it's too dark for me, uh, and I don't want to carry this darkness on my shoulders. You decide to do it. It's your problem. I don't want to know anything about it. I trust you, but I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want this darkness in my life. Well, Jack Beaumont, this has been absolutely fascinating. If you haven't got a copy 
of um, Jack's best-selling uh, novel, The Frenchman. Make sure you do that. And the new book, uh, Dark Arena, is also out now. Uh, grab them both. Um, it's been, oh, to say fascinating pleasure, is a it? real understatement. Yeah. Jack Beaumont, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot. Now, obviously, we could keep chatting to Jack for hours, so we're going to ask him some more questions off air, and we'll pop the full interview in a special podcast you can grab on the Listener app tonight. Carrie and Tommy. On your radios and streaming live on the Listener app, it's Carrie and Tommy for the drive home. I had the greatest ride of my life. Someone called Terry from Accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Last night. Yeah. Who, 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 How long are we talking? Oh, was it one of the... Actually, I can tell you his name. Was it the Pakistani cricket team? Let me, let me tell you his name. His well, name isn't that was... who you stalked? Was are you, looking, Pac- up, are was you it... looking up the receipt? His hey, name Harry. was Georgios. Georgios. Oh. Georgios. And boy, did Georgios and I connect. How long? Uh, about 30 minutes. How much? <laughs> it was, I can tell you that too. It was... Um, oh no, it's gone. Still asking if I oh, want to add a tip. Oh no, my account. my trip was fourteen dollars twenty two. Do I want to add a tip? Surely, Absolutely, surely five was, bucks for Georgie Osh. Sure, he was, was amazing. Sure, it was his job to add the tip. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what? too far. <laughs> what? You're the one started this. Doesn't he I'm tip you? I'm talking about my Uber ride. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what you were thinking. Doesn't he? T- doesn't he tip you? <laughs> Stop trying. No, you're thinking of the rating. They both rate each oh, other. Oh, what did what did he rate you? What's your rating? My rating. Can I find out what he thought my rating was? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, just my <laughs> 4.61. Oh, that's not good. Isn't it's it? out of 10. Well, that's a shame because I think he really enjoyed himself and I really enjoy myself. Can I tell you about my ride with Georgios? Mm. So I get in the car and um, it's late at night. And uh, Giorgio is pumping some tunes. And I'm just going to play what I uh, get into the car to hear. We might have to beep some of this out. Giorgio pumping. Ready? Yeah. So that's what I, I got into. Ass of me. Ass of me. Yeah. And he knew every single lyric. And some of those lyrics are quite explicit. Georgios didn't hold back. He yeah. absolutely, and he, and he hit them hard too, mm-hmm. Georgios did. Ooh. Anyway, then he said to me, he then played his next tune. That's what it comes to be. And this, at this point, Georgios' hands go up and he's swaying and he's having the time of his life. What's and he goes, he steering with? The driver. Goes, oh, oh. Often both hands came off. That's Georgios' special skill. Then he yes. goes, yeah, no hands. <laughs> then he goes, Carrie, you're up next. And I said, what? And he goes, do you like my music? And I said, yes, Georgie, I do. And he goes, well, you can pick the next tune. And I was like, oh, amazing. What did you put on? So then I get, I'm going to have to find it now, I get a bit of. Oh, it's a real change yeah. in vibe. Yeah. And he says, he says, yes, Carrie, yes. Oh. He's the ultimate hype man. Great. And I'm not oh joking. God. When I show you the vision of him, look at this, Jesse. Look, look, can you see? Look at his hand. Going, oh, dancing. He's, yeah. He was absolutely into all of it, all of it. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like if you found a great hype man, yeah. Do you potentially need some help as DJ Queef? Oh, that's. Good. Oh my God, he can come out before DJ Queef and Georgios. DJ Queef and why are you still calling it DJ Queef? It's DJ Keith and Georgios. That sounds a lot better. Oh. Yeah. No, does it? Yeah. I'm still disappointed he gave me such a low rating. We had such a fun time together. Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to tip him more next time.
Maybe. Yeah. Where have you gone? <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. I want to start back to back today with some exciting news um, and end back to back with um, an apology. So I want to start okay. with the exciting news that Sophie Ellis Bexter of um, Murder on the Dance Floor. She's going on tour. So you know how her song, which was released in 2001 and never charted on the Billboard Hot 100 back then, it's now at 51 thanks to Saltburn. Uh, the final scene in Saltburn, the show that's out at the moment. And as a result, she is back in the charts and loving life. Um, she announced a first ever live show in New York City, set to place, set to take place on June 6th, sold out within like minutes. So now she's doing a tour. She's doing dates wow. across Canada, San Francisco, San Diego, Boston, Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia. Because let's not forget, she's also coming out our way and supporting our boy Gary Barlow. Oh, that's right. We'll see her down yes. under. That'll make Jessie yes. very excited. Favourite song ever. I know. Um, but the apology has to go to one of our younger producers, Georgia, um, mm. who absolutely has loved Royal Otis's version on Like a Version that they did of Murder on the Dance Floor. And I was like, nah, not into it. Don't like any of it. This is it. I've really come on board. She's right. Georgia, it's a great tune and Thank I like you. it. I like their version. And I'm all across it and I'm into it. It's actually been bugging me so much every time I listen to it that you wouldn't, well, you just couldn't Don't get on like board. It. Yeah, well, I'm on board, babe. I, Any Tommy? other songs that I need to get on board? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yep. How do you feel about it, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, you're on board and mm, I'm happy to that. You'll be issuing an apology in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. On your radios and streaming live on the listener app, it's Carrie and Tommy for the drive home. Gosh, when you pop off social media for a while and pop back on, you've missed a lot. What's happened? So I've been off TikTok for months now. I forget to look at it. Were you on TikTok? Oh, sorry. I forgot when you got 47 producers involved mm. to film your two TikToks. Uh, I think two. One yes. of them did very well. Was that the roller skating yeah. one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was yeah. during the pandemic. I remember. That was a while ago and I've yes. just forgotten about it ever <laughs> I, since. Everyone here has PTSD from that. Oh, because... What are you talking about? You, I walked in before and you went over to our web guy and asked mm. him to clip up some of your stand-up so that yeah. you could put it on your socials. That's true. Yes. But, but that's one so... person and it'll take him about an hour. How many days were you prepping for how Carrie's many people, TikTok? How many Let people make answer. your show? Let him answer. More so, do you remember Carrie thought it was just her and Fleetwood Mac that had done the TikTok? I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I didn't understand TikTok. (laughs) I didn't understand that I was jumping on a viral trend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was very much one of the last people to jump on the viral trend. Anyway, I opened my TikTok Mm -hmm. um, and... God, things have changed. What's, what's this happened? Was, I, so weirdly, one of the first videos I saw was a video of your comedy. Mm. Are you new on TikTok? No. No? Okay, good. And then I saw, these are the next three things that, that came onto my, so the last time, remember last time I was on my TikTok, my algorithm, and I thought this is just what TikTok was, mm. um, my algorithm um, was women crying in their cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> like, yeah, break up yes, ones. It was from like, I don't know, five years ago or something. And I yeah. said, God, I don't know why people would want to be on TikTok. I want to see the yes. dancing. But all mine has got is women crying in cars. And someone mm. said, no, that's your algorithm. This, yeah, that's it really not... knows you're dead down. It does yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You've got to be so careful. Now. I watched one horseshoe cleaning video. <laughs> And that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. And you I had get to watch horseshoe them. cleaning videos. Oh, they're so calming Getting them out to watch. and getting, yeah. uh, getting the yeah. stuff out of the, they what is it? Their, the their horseshoe. Their hoof. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, so not really out calming. of the little. Um... They, it's when they reshoe them. So they take that off oh. and then they scrape away. They assure you it doesn't, the horse feels no discomfort because it's quite yes. violent and the scraping yes. away. It's really satisfying. Oh, I might have to look, check that out. Issues, well, but, this is what yeah. I'm getting at the mm-hmm. moment. This yeah. is the first one. You fat like a pig. You fat like a pig. How to say you fat like a pig in Vietnamese. My mop you hell. Say it again with me. My mop. You hell, you and, fat like a pig. Why do I want to say you fat like a pig? And I'm just checking. That's your new TikTok that you've posted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder Eli was looking nervous before. And then this is the next one. Good f- morning, you f- stunning stack of f- sunshine. Rise and f- find. Today's the day you remember who the f- you are. You okay. did not wake up today to be a weak ass bitch. Sure. You're a f- champion, and champions keep. Going even when they're tired and want to give in, but you just can't beat a mother who won't back down. Spreading the the rev up, send to someone who needs it. Fat like a pig, right? Well, I got the rev up because then the one after this was this one. Wake the up, you spicy little nugget. Ain't nobody got time for that snooze button bullshit. So open those pretty little eyes and get ready for one hell of a day. Today's forecast total and complete chaotic bliss. Are you ready for it? Yes, you are, and why? Because you're not just the cherry on top. You're the entire goddamn hot fudge sundae. I'm the entire goddamn oh, hot has, fudge sundae. Has David Goggins been using your phone <laughs> or something? It's so weird. It is so... That is now... Do you ever get those TikToks? No. <laughs> I mean, the fat pig one, obviously, yes. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Carrie Bigmore and Tommy Little on socials at Carrie Tommy Show. Bye. Bye. That's it from the Carrie and Tommy podcast. But don't let the good times end. Raise a glass to the everyday or the extraordinary with Liquorland. Discover your next favourite drink in store or online. Cheers. Liquorland. Choose to drink wise.